1: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: We have another package for you to deliver. Don't be late. The phone went dead. What? I said, looking at my phone confused. I scrolled through my phone to see if I ever got a call or message from the number before. Who are these? My voice trailed off when I realized it wasn't my phone. That's why I didn't recognize the number. It was my mom's. Hi, I'm Jackson. You know the drill. Like, subscribe, and tap that notification bell if you want to continue these adventures with us. Tasha is going to kill me, I said as I turned the car around. I just hope my mom hasn't left for work yet. Tonight, Tasha, my girlfriend of two years, had to babysit her younger brother, so I was going to order pizza and spend a few hours over there. I told her I would be there at 7 p.m. It was already 6:50 pm my phone vibrated i opened the message it was an address i turned the corner and realized mom's truck was still there i pulled up to the driveway behind it and ran into the house mom mom i yelled i picked up your phone instead where are you mom came out of her bedroom with her boots in her hand she sat on the sofa and pulled them on i thought you were heading over to tasha's i was but then i got a call and a text message on your phone i handed the phone to mom where's mine on the kitchen counter where you left it. I grabbed my phone and told my mother about the phone call and the text and asked her what it was about. She said Albert, her coworker, had been home the past few days and she was just picking up his slack. You see, this year was a tough year for me and mom. We lost Ma, my mother's grandmother, and then mom got fired from her job for the past 10 years. I wanted to work and go to school, but my mother wouldn't hear anything of it. She searched high and low for a job and finally got this one as a truck driver. When she realized that the only option was night shift, she spoke with me about it. She spoke to me about it because she didn't want me to be home alone. I had to remind her that I was 17 and I would be okay. Many times I wondered what type of deliveries mom did because she never spoke about the job. But tonight it piqued my interest. The call reminded me of the show transporter where he would collect the packages no questions asked and then there was that one package that he did open and all hell broke loose a week ago my mom asked me to get her checkbook from her handbag and there was a large wad of cash in it i didn't say anything even though i wanted to but i knew better than to question my mother about things that were none of my business bye mom i'll see you later be safe thanks jackson i walked out of the house and jumped in the car something didn't feel right. I called Tasha and told her that I couldn't make it tonight. I told her I had something to take care of concerning my mother. I told her that I would let her know how it went as soon as I got home. I drove down the street and waited for my mother to leave. 15 minutes later, I saw the truck drive out of the driveway. I followed a little way off so she wouldn't see me. About an hour later, I watched as she drove to a hospital. Because this hospital is under investigation, I can't disclose the name. I parked the car close to other cars that were there in the parking lot and quickly followed her. I watched from the corner of the building as two attendants loaded two beds with patients at the back of the truck. Both attendants wore full protective clothing including masks. As soon as the truck began to move, I ran and grabbed the handles at the back of the truck. A few moments later, we turned off onto a dimly lit road. As we approached a large building, it looked like a fancy dome-shaped storage container. It was the only building in the area. I guess that was the next stop, so I dove into some bushes so I wouldn't get caught. I watched as they unloaded the patients, and Mom got out of the truck and followed them. I snuck past the guards and kept closer to the building. There was one main entrance, and I walked around the building looking for a window to peek inside, but there were no windows, so I couldn't see what was going on inside. Without warning, someone grabbed my shoulder and spun me around. Jackson, she whispered harshly. What are you doing here? If anyone found out that you were here, it would mean big trouble for the both of us. We need to get you out of here before anyone sees you. My mom snuck me into the back of the truck. She opened the back of the truck and we quickly got in. She opened one of the bottom cabinets and told me to get in and stay quiet. I squeezed into the cabinet and tried to make myself as comfortable as possible before she closed the door. A few minutes later, I heard the door open, then the squeaking of wheels and the doors closed. I knew someone else had entered the back of the truck. We made multiple stops that night. During the last trip, the two attendants were having a conversation. Dr. Mendez said we need to get more samples, said attendant 1. How many do we need? Asked attendant 2. The more races we get, the better. We need as much DNA as we could get before we roll out phase 2 of the test. My eyes widened. DNA, races, samples, and testing, who were these people? At this point, I was positive that my mother did not know what she had gotten herself into. The truck stopped and I couldn't wait to get as far away from these people as possible. As the attendants prepared to remove the patients, Attendant 1 realized that one of the patients had died on the way. What are we going to do? We need two, Attendant 2 said. We'll take the truck driver, Attendant 1 said casually. Let's get the first one in and when she enters the building, we nab her there leave that dead patient there. I'll let disposal come and remove it. Everything in me wanted to jump out and attack these men, but I knew that wouldn't help me or my mother. I quickly texted Tasha and sent my location. I told her if she didn't hear from me or my mom in 24 hours, this is where she was nabbed. I turned off my phone and put it back into my pocket. I came out of the cabinet. I had to move quickly. Even though the cadaver was still warm to the touch, I was grossed out when I had to move it. I hid the cadaver in the cabinet, where I had been hiding, and I hid under the sheets, waiting to be moved. After a few minutes, I heard the doors open, and I held my breath. Someone grabbed the bed. I was moving. The sound of voices and footsteps told me that we reached inside the building. I heard a door open, and then I stopped. The sound of the door opened again, and then silence.
1: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend.
0: Cautiously, I peered out from under the sheet to make sure that I was alone. When I realized that I was alone, I removed the sheet and came out of the bed. In the dim lights, I noticed other beds with people covered. I inhaled deeply and exhaled. It's now or never, Jackson, I said to myself. The hunt was on to retrieve my mother. I searched the rooms, ensuring to keep out of sight of the few staff on location. Some of the rooms were separated with curtains, which I pushed back quickly in search of her. Finally, I found mom tied to a bed with leather straps. She shared a room with another patient. All the patients appeared to be heavily sedated. I untied her quickly. With the curtain moved, she recognized the other patient in the room. Jackson, look, it's Albert, mom said as she pointed to her coworker, a large man that looked like Santa Claus that was tied to the other bed. We need to untie him, she said quickly as she walked towards his bed. Mom, he doesn't look like he's going to make it. He's going to hold us back. We need to leave now. Despite my reasoning, Mom untied him anyway. He groaned and looked in Mom's direction. I wondered if they used tranquilizers to take Albert down. The man was as big as a grizzly. Hey, Albert, we're going to get you out of here, okay? Mom said softly to him. Come on, Jackson, help me. We were able to get Albert into a sitting position when an attendant came into the room. Hey, what are you guys doing? Mom and I began to throw anything we could get our hands on at him. Albert grabbed mom's hand. Emma, take your boy and go. Before mom could respond, Albert lunged at the attendant. Mom grabbed my hand and we dashed out of the room. We found ourselves in a storage room with hazmat suits. We quickly pulled them on and walked out of the room as casually as we could. It took us another five minutes to find an exit of the facility. As soon as we got to the truck, we took off the suits and drove off. Mom, where are we going to go? We can't go home. Don't worry, I know a place we can lay low for a bit. The tension in the truck was deafening. My mother focused on the road, and I texted Tasha to let her know that we were safe. Eventually, we pulled up to Ma's house. I looked at mom. Are you sure? We have no choice. Mom didn't like to go to Ma's because her brother, George, always lived there. George and mom were never really close. Mom lived with their parents, but Uncle George lived with their grandma. Mom said since Ma died, Uncle George was acting stranger than usual. I never understood why Uncle George lived with Ma. I remember questioning my mother about it one time and she said that's just the way it was. We hopped out of the truck and went to the front door. Mom opened it and we entered. George, are you home? Mom called. No answer. We decided to sleep in my mother's old room until we decided what we were going to do next. When I finally awoke, I heard my mother and Uncle George talking. I lingered in the corridor and listened. You can't stay here. The both of you need to go back. You have been exposed to the virus. What do you mean exposed to the virus? What did you get mixed up in, George? You had one job, Emma, pickups and drop-offs. When I got you the job, I made this very clear. They grabbed me at one of the facilities. What was I supposed to do? If Jackson wasn't there, I don't know where I would have been. Who are these people, George? From where I was standing I could see Uncle George. He said he didn't know anything but his body language told mom he was lying. Every time Uncle George told a lie he would scratch his earlobe. If you don't come clean with me George, so help me I will call the police and let them handle it. Emma, don't do that. You really think that the police can be trusted? They are paid by the government to do the government's bidding. This is bigger than you and me. The only thing I can tell you is it is a treatment center company is paying people to have tests done on them and study their immune system. All I know is something big is about to go down. I walked into the room. Good morning, Mom, Uncle George. Mom looked at me but said nothing. Do you want something to eat? Mom asked. I nodded. Uncle George looked at Mom. We'll finish this conversation later. He walked out of the room. Later that evening, while going through some of Ma's things, she found some documents. Her eyes filled with terror as she realized what the documents were. She barged into Uncle George's room with the documents in hand. George, what is this? Did you take Ma to one of those facilities? You got paid, didn't you? That's why you don't want to go to the police. When Ma found out that I had gambling debts, she wanted to help me out. I told her about the program and she agreed. Ma had stage 3 cancer, so she knew her time was limited. The rigorous testing was too much for her frail body. Maybe if my own mother loved me enough to be there... Then my life may have been more stable mom froze uncle george walked to his dresser and showed mom a letter after ma passed the lawyer gave me this letter how could you keep something like this from me all this time emma you are my mother for god's sake i couldn't believe my ears my mother was uncle george's mother which meant uncle george wasn't my uncle he was my brother i was 16 when i got pregnant i couldn't take care of myself how did you expect me to take care of you? Being a pregnant teen.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing.
0: and bringing a baby home was the kind of scandal mom and dad were not ready for. You know how they are, and don't you dare blame me for how you turned out. Things were getting out of control and quick. Mom, we need to focus on the real issue here. What are we going to do? I asked. You need to go back. You know too much. There is too much at stake. These people could make us disappear permanently. We really need a plan B because we are not going back there. Fine stay here till we find another way out of this. I called Tasha and updated her about what was going on. I told her that I missed her, and as soon as this blew over, I would come and see her. The next day, mom and I woke up, and we were really feeling under the weather. I'll take you to the hospital, Uncle George said. We sat at the back of the truck, and Uncle George closed the door and jumped into the driver's seat. He dialed a number into his phone. I got both of them, he said. What did you think of my story? Comment your thoughts down below.